The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. When the vision is at the transition stage, it will call for commitment and dedication. Listen, any vision you are not committed to will die. Any vision you are not dedicated to will not see the day of light. Jesus said, except a corn of wheat falls to the ground or a corn of grain falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. That is what I call dedication. Dedication is a point where you are willing to die for the vision. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you're about to do in our midst. We give you praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Let's give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you ready for the word? Yes. Are you ready for the word? Yes. All right. We thank God for what he's doing. If I can have a bit of volume, please. Uh, God has been good to us. Uh, We continue to hear mighty testimonies of his favor, of his goodness, of his kindness. And I have come to announce to you, greater things are coming to this house. I want you to be expectant. You know, this year, God will do so much in your lives that you begin to wonder, what did I really do to deserve this? I want you to be very expectant because God is going to, is actually ushered us into the dimension of the supernatural. Amen. Amen. So I want you to be very expectant. You see, because in the kingdom of God, expectation and faith goes together. Three things. You have to believe, you have to expect, and you have to see it come to pass in faith. So be expectant. Don't limit God this year. Amen? It will not cost you anything to believe God extra. Are you following what I'm saying? It will not cost you anything to believe God what? Extra. So believe God for big things. At your workplace, believe God for the supernatural. Believe God that in that office, in that company, you will be the head and never the tail. Believe God that you will be the number one. Believe God for it. Begin to believe God for some big things. Let's believe God for some big things. I told you last time, some of you, when I'm going through the airport, I'm going to touch some of your products. Before I go on the plane, I'm going to go through your shop and buy your products before I go on the plane. And it will happen. You see, listen, listen. For all of you who are tithers, and faithful givers. Whenever you give, 
connect your giving with asking God to give you supernatural ideas. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Connect your giving and say, God, give me supernatural ideas. The day Solomon gave a thousand rams of bulls and cattle, that day the Bible says that God appeared to him in a dream and asked him, ask whatever you want. So that's how God operates in the kingdom of God. Whenever you give, never take your giving for granted. Are you following what I'm saying? Never take an opportunity of giving. Every time you give, ask God to give you ideas. I love this man of God, Daddy Gio, the, uh, the, the general overseer of the redeemed Christian Church of God. He says, every time someone comes to sow a seed in his life, after he's prayed for them, he tells them one thing. Next time you will come and give me more. It doesn't mean he's greedy. But he's praying for that person to experience more so that when they are coming next time, their giving will be bigger. That must be your prayer this year. That if last month your giving was a thousand pounds, you have to believe God that this this month it must increase to ten thousand pounds. And every time you believe God for that kind of levels of giving, God will always increase you. God will always increase you. So please be expectant this year. Be expectant this year. I said be expectant this year. Month by month, week by week, be expectant. Because, you see, when God gives us a theme for the month, it's not just, I just, I'm there and then I'm thinking, oh God, which scripture are you going to give us for the month? No. There are hundreds of thousands of verses in the Bible. How many of you know that? Why will God give us Genesis chapter 1 verse 16? That it's a month of the greater light. So it's no a coincidence. Every time God gives us a theme for the month, that means there is a cloud of glory of that theme hovering over us. And you have to take advantage of that moment because there is a staring. Are you following me? There is a staring. And because there's a staring, you have to jump in because greater light might not ever come back again. The month of greater light might never be given to us again by the Holy Spirit. So, this month, your prayer must be, God, let me experience the greater light. In my my spiritual walk, the greater light. In my relationship, the greater light. Because guess what happened? He said, and God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day. So, the purpose of the greater light is to rule. Mm. Amen. Are you getting it? Amen. Wherever the greater light is, the greater light always what? Rules. Mm. The greater light to rule the day. Mm. Sunday will go deeper into this. Mm. And the lesser light to rule the night, he made the stars also. Mm. 
different levels of ruling. Two light, greater light, the lesser light, and the stars also. Choose. Many of you have been wanting to be stars. But it's time to go beyond being a star to becoming the greater light. And this month I prophesy over you that you will experience the greater light in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Are you ready for the word? All right, turn with me please in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18. The book of Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18. I read, it says where there is no vision the people perish but he that keepeth the law happy is he. Where there is no vision the people do what? Perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm continuing my teaching that I have titled Vision, and this is part four. Vision. Vision is important because without vision, we perish. Without vision, we perish. In Jesus' time here on earth, he did every miracle once. Lazarus was dead for four days. Jesus resurrected Lazarus easily. The woman with the issue of blood, she was healed easily. Name them. The lepers were cleansed by Jesus easily. The feeding of the 5,000 was easy. There was only one miracle that Jesus did twice, and that has to do with vision. That should tell you the importance of vision. Write this down. What you visualize in life determines what will materialize in your life. What you visualize in life will determine what will materialize in your life. Hence, the need for us to have a vision. And having a vision means writing down your vision. What is your spiritual vision for the year? What is your financial vision for the year? What is your health vision for the year? What is your vision? You cannot live a life without vision. Other translations of of Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. So in other words, where there is no vision, there is no restraint. Anything goes. Que sera, sera. Anything that pops up, you want to do it. So having a vision is so important. You had a vision to be here tonight, so you are here. If you had no vision of being here tonight, you'll be somewhere else. 
may be watching something that will not benefit you. Last week, we did talk about, we spoke about five stages. That there are five stages that every vision goes through. And we looked at three. We said, number one, there is a conception stage. There is a conception stage. Number two, there is the development stage. Every vision goes through the development stage. Number three, every vision goes through what I call the traveling stage. The traveling stage. Today, we're going to look at the two and then we'll move further. Today, we're going to look at the transition stage and then the birthing stage of the vision. So number four stage of every vision is the transition stage. In, in the natural birth process, there is a time during labor and the time of transition. It is the most difficult time of travail right before the birth canal is open to permit the birth of the child. This parallels the birth of a vision in the spirit world also. When God births in you a spiritual vision, you will experience a time of transition. Transition simply means change. As God gives you this spiritual vision, it is going to require change in your life. It will call for new commitment and dedication. When the vision is at the transition stage, it will call for commitment and dedication. Listen, any vision you are not committed to will die. Any vision you are not dedicated to will not see the day of light. Jesus said, except a corn of wheat falls to the ground or a corn of grain falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. That is what I call dedication. Dedication is the point where you are willing to die for the vision. That's why Paul said, for me to die is Christ. To live is gain. Are you, are you following what I'm, he got to the point where he was willing to die for the vision. Can I ask you a question? What's your vision? Are you willing to die for that vision? You see, many people go around telling everybody about their vision, but they are not committed to their vision. They are not dedicated to their vision. The reason why I'm here every weekday teaching and every Sunday teaching is because I am committed to this vision. And I take time to study I take time to pray. I take time to fast for this vision. Why? Because I am committed and not only committed, I am dedicated. One great man of God, Bishop David Oyedepo, who, uh, you know, built a 50,000 or 52,000 sitter in a year, 
He said he can count on his five fingers how many times he has not been in church. In 40, 40, he's nearly 40 something years in the ministry. In 45 years in the ministry, he can count on this one finger how many times he has not been in church on Sundays. Can I ask you a question? How many, can you count? That's dedication. One of, in one of his books, he put pictures of when they started. When the wife asked, how was church today? He said, oh, the church was packed. It was full of people. And then the, the wife came to see how many people were in the church. There were five. And then, and then the wife asked, where are all the people, the lot of people you keep talking about? He said, you cannot see. And in those days, they had long benches. He said, the, no, he said, in the pictures, you can see that the number of people sitting on the benches, there are more empty benches than the people. But today, wherever he is, multitudes are gathering because he is dedicated to the vision. At his age, he said he doesn't sleep eight hours a day. And you, you say, I have to sleep 10 hours a day. You are not dedicated. How many hours are you putting into your vision? Have you, have you seen those um, documentaries? I think it's called Dragon's Den, where people um, come up with creative ideas and concepts, and then they go and they want to sell it to these people, and they want a share. And in most cases, some of the people who go to sell these things, they haven't invested anything in what they are selling. If you believe in your vision, you'll put your money in it. You'll put your strength in it. You put everything in it. Don't listen. It is an abuse on God as a child of God to live a life without vision. So it's time to be dedicated. Listen, during the transition stage, you may experience pressure in every area of your life. Everything within you may cry out for relief from the spiritual birth pangs of what God is bringing birth in your life. There are times you get to the point where, like a woman in labor, you are crying, oh, if it is possible, can this cup pass over me? No, you have to drink this cup. You have to give birth to this baby. You have to push this baby out because if you don't push the baby out, either you and the baby will die. If you don't give birth to this vision, either the vision will die or you'll die. Because what you have to, listen, listen, last time I told you that in travail, during the transition of travail, one of the stages of travail, the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 8, it talks about many businesses. It talks about how many businesses sometimes confuses you. Now, all you need is one vision. 
Let's know you for just what? One vision. When you have one vision, the world will know about you. Hallelujah. So the transition stage is the point where many fail to receive the vision. Time and time again, God has brought his people to the time of transition to birth his vision within them. But because the transition was too difficult, many have turned back and they could not take the pressure of the most difficult time. Many have turned back. Many have said, I can't. Yes, you can how can you come to the point of giving birth and be shouting, I can't? Yes, you can. You've carried this baby for nine months. You just have a few minutes to give birth to this baby, this destiny, this vision. This is not the time to give up. When you read the book of Judges, the Bible says that even though we were tired, we were fainting, but we were still pursuing after the enemy. Have you noticed that most of the time when you're about to cross the finish line, that's when you're very tired. But that's when you need all the adrenaline of energy to cross the finish line. And I pray over you that you'll finish that line. I said you'll finish that line. Some of you, you have started things in the past and you never complete. But after today, everything your hand begins, you will complete it. I prophesy over you like Zerubbabel, the same hands that builds, that begins the foundation, that same hands will complete it. This year, you will complete that project. That project you started six years ago that you have never completed. This year, I prophesy that you will complete it. By June of this year, you will complete that project. Some of you, it's education. You will complete it this year. In the name of Jesus. Some of you, it's relationship. You enter into a relationship and it just, it just fizzles out. It just ends like that. But I decree, I prophesy over you that every relationship you begin, you'll complete it this year. It will be completed this year. In the name of Jesus. This is not the time to turn back. It's not the time to give up. The transition stage requires changes in your thought patterns and lifestyle which most of the time many are not willing to make. The transition stage always requires changes in your thought patterns. Because you see, when you are at the point of transition, you need the mental stamina to be able to complete this. You can't be weak mentally. You cannot be weak mentally. It's time to be mentally strong. Mentally strong. Nothing gets to you. You cannot allow depression to kick you out of your vision. Yes, you face a few obstacles, so you give up. No, you don't give up. Do you know how many obstacles I have faced in this church? 
Do you know the many branches we started that people stole and took away the churches? These are obstacles, but we don't give up. I've never given up because there are more fishes in the sea. As a matter of fact, there are more souls out there than there are in the church. Somebody took your well and so what? Do you know how many wells Isaac dug that were taken away from him? But did he cry over them? No, he did not. He dug another well. They took that one. He dug another well. They took it. He dug another well. It's not time to stop digging. Keep digging. I said, keep digging. Yes, they took that well. They put sand in it. But don't stop digging. Somebody disappointed you, but don't stop. Keep that vision alive. It's time to adjust your lifestyle to the vision. I saw a picture, I don't know how far it is true, of the house that Warren Buffett lives in. And you'll be shocked. It's a basic house. A simple house. You'll never believe that a billionaire lives in this house. I saw another picture of, of Bill Gates queuing up for a beggar. Very simple. Standing in the queue just like everyone else. These are people who have made it. They have they have made it. They can live any lifestyle, yet they have decided to live a simple lifestyle. Some of us, we have not made it. We have not made anything. Yet when we look at our lifestyles, ah, we, have not, we have not achieved anything. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, there's time for everything. But you have to understand that the vision requires change to lifestyles. Lifestyles. Are you following what I'm saying? As a church, we could be meeting in a big hotel place. And we can. But I know where God is taking us. So we have to change our lifestyles. There's no point going to a big hotel and, you know, big bills are coming and then I'm putting pressure on the people. Today you have to give a special offering. The Holy Ghost said, that's a lie. That's a lie. Are you following what I'm saying? Cut your coat according to your size. There was a time in this ministry I was wearing one suit for four to five years. One suit every Sunday. Every Sunday. And then God blessed me with another suit. Then one member said, Oh, Pastor, today you are wearing a new suit. After many years, I said in my heart, so you knew I was wearing the same suit every Sunday. (laughs) 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are some things I cannot tell you. Some of my shoes, I want them until some of them, oh Jesus, have mercy. There were holes in them, praise God. <laughs> there are times I come to church the day before I realize there's a hole. I, say, I, I ask my wife, baby, can you see anything? <laughs> My preaching is a bit stiff. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. I j- lifestyles. Because if I make any other extra move, I will be exposed. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? The suit is not what the anointing is in. No. I, you have to get this. One of our members, she was coming to church and every Sunday she was wearing new clothes. I said, hey sister, you cannot be wearing new clothes every Sunday. And guess what? She did not find her husband here. Not in the church. The husband was not here. Every Sunday, new hairstyle. Every Sunday, new dress. I said, wow. Sister, take your time. No buying, you're buying too much. So, understand the stages of the vision. People might be laughing at you, but they don't know what stage you are in. Are you following what I'm saying? They don't know what stage you are in. At this stage, people might be laughing at me, but they don't know. They don't know. They don't know because I have seen something bigger. Are you following what I'm saying? So, the transition stage requires changes in your thought patterns and in your lifestyle, which you have to be willing to make. Don't abandon self-effort and tradition. Make sure you set aside your own ambitions and desires and embrace the plan of God. That is what happened to the nation of Israel. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 17 to 18. Are you getting something out of this? Isaiah 26, verse 17 to 18, I read. It says, like as a woman with child that draweth near the time of her delivery is in pain and crieth out in her pangs, so have we been in thy sight, O Lord. We have been with child, we have been in pain, we, we, we have, as it were, brought forth wind. We have not wrought any deliverance in the earth, neither have the inhabitants of the world fallen. May it not be so in your life that you bring forth wind. May it not be so. People see that you are pregnant. When it's time to give birth, you give birth to wind. There are many women like that in this world. Many. 
who have been pregnant, assume pregnant for nine months. And when it's time to give birth, there was no baby. They brought birth wind. May it not be so in your life. Listen, travail brings sorrow, but it leads to the birth which brings joy. Every time you're in travail in the transition stage, it, it's a painful s- stage. Everything around you is painful. That's why the Bible says that we sow in tears. And how do we reap? We reap in joy. You see, the transition stage is a stage where when you are about to give birth, it's painful. It's painful. It's painful. But have you noticed mothers in this church will tell you after the pain, when they see the baby, the baby wipes away all the pain that they suffered. Hallelujah. John chapter 16, verse 21. John chapter 16, verse 21. A woman, when she is in travail, have what? Sorrow. Because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. Say amen. Amen. So yes, you might go through some pain, but that baby is coming. Amen. Joy is coming. Your vision will change the world. I said your vision will change the world. Your vision will be born into this world and it will change the world in the name of Jesus. We are told in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 11 that God witnessed the travail of Jesus Christ and he was satisfied. Jesus was beaten on the cross, traveling. He was bruised and God was happy. What was God doing? Giving birth. Because you remember in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, God said there was a prophecy and the prophecy is that the head of this prophecy will crush the heel of the serpent. The heel will crush the head. It says, and I'll put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed and it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his seed. So this is talking about Jesus. After the fall, this is talking about Jesus. So what God was actually doing on the cross was that God was giving birth to new Jesuses. God was giving birth to new Jesus. And that's you you and I. Jesus had to go through the transition stage also. Remember on the cross, Jesus was shouting, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because he has to go through the transition stage. The transition stage is a painful stage. Ask any great visioneer whose vision is changing the world. They'll tell you how they started. Ask the the William sisters. They'll tell you how their father trained them, how they had nothing, how they struggled. Today, look at where they are. Ask Mark Zuckerberg how he started Facebook. In a small 
kitchen in a small place with a few friends, in a small garage with a few friends. But look at him now. Every vision goes through transition stage. You are not alone. Amen. The fact that you are going through pain doesn't mean you are the only one. No, 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 understand. The vision has to go through stages. Yes. Travail is a painful experience, but it is only through travail that the vision can be birthed. If you don't travail, you cannot give birth. Isaiah chapter 66, verse 7 to 9. It says, before she traveled, she brought forth. Before her pain came, she was delivered of a man-child. Who have heard such a thing? Who have seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. Shall I bring to birth and not cause to bring forth, say the Lord. Shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb, say the Lord. I prophesy over you that your vision will come alive. Amen. The vision will speak amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. The fifth stage. It's what I call the birthing stage. The birthing stage. The birthing stage is the development of a spiritual vision that has an expected end just as a human embryo. That end is birth. Prematurity of birth and delay of birth can result in death. This is very important. That's why there's something called the Kairos moment. I'll give you an example of two presidents of the United States of America. How many of you know Jesse Jackson? Jesse Jackson was one of the most prominent black politicians in the U.S., whom everybody knew that one day he was going to become a president. But his timing was wrong. When Barack Obama decided to run for office, he surveyed the political terrain and it was the right moment. Even though he was running against a very, very strong competitor. So when he showed up, his Kairos moment gave him the edge and he became the president. You're all aware. A, se a second, a third person I want to talk about is the current U.S. president. He has made attempts several times to run for presidency. And every time he had tried, there's a particular woman who was more like his spiritual uh, guide who always tell him, this is not the time. This is not the time because the terrain was not suitable. The last time when he was about to run, the lady said to her, this is the right time. And he did run. And we all know that 
he was running against a very tough competitor, and we all knew that definitely he was not going to win. But there is something called the Kairos moment. When your Kairos moment comes and you jump in, nothing can stop you. That's what happens to vision. That's why it's important not to give birth to the vision prematurely. Because when you give birth to the vision prematurely, there are many consequences. Yes, the vision might make it, but it might take a lot of incubation to help the vision come to a place of maturity. Are you following what I'm saying? So this is why it's important not to rush. And most of the time, it is advisable not to go tell everybody about your vision at the baby stage of the vision. If you go and tell, now, you remember the story when Jesus was born, the wise men came, they told the pharaoh of the Herod that we are going to see the king. They said, but I am the king. He said, a new king is born. What was his plan? To kill baby Jesus, who is a king. What was the plan of Saul? To kill David, because he knew David had been appointed, anointed king to replace him. Now, if you want to start a new Coca-Cola today, and you go tell Coca-Cola, oh, I want to start a new Coca-Cola that will overtake you, they'll kill your business. Are you following what I'm saying? So you have to understand the terrain and the system. Sometimes, you know, like Joseph, you don't have to tell your brothers, I have a dream. Because they'll say, but who are you? Who is this new kid on the block? Are you trying to say you are better than us? So wisdom demands that sometimes you cook the vision underground. Very important. So you don't give birth to the vision prematurely. Are you following what I'm saying? Because prematurity of birth and delay of, 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 the, of the vision can result in death. Both in the natural birth process and in the birth process of the spiritual. After birth in the natural world, the child continues to grow and to develop. Is that true? After the birth of this spiritual vision, it will continue to grow and to develop. It will have new features and new forms. But they all must develop from that basic cell spiritual life, which is the vision. Are you following me? So the birthing stage is when the vision is born. But even though the vision is born, it's not everybody you are supposed to tell. It's not everybody that's supposed to see the vision. I remember when we came to this town to start this church, there were already established churches, I can't mention their names, you'll be shocked, who were against us starting a church here. Then we were only three, me, my wife, and our little child. They were against us. Some of them sometimes will drive here and check what is happening here. These are pastors. I'm telling you, these are pastors. So, 
what you have to understand is that don't over don't 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 be don't be overexcited about the birth of the vision. Sometimes it's good to you know cook the vision underground until the vision is strong enough to stand in on its own two feet. Even Jesus, how many of you remember when Jesus was born? He was taken to Egypt to be hidden because the Herod in that time wanted to kill him. Many people have allowed their vision to be killed. Even though the vision was birthed, they have still been killed because they, they exposed the vision too quickly. I'll tell you a story. A few years ago, I had this idea and I met with the MP of this area and I said to him, this is my idea. I wanted to start a job fair as a church. And guess what? The MP went behind my back and started a job fair. He started having a job fair. He stole my idea. Are, are you following what I'm saying? So don't go to the wrong people and start telling them, oh, I have this product, I have this, I have that. No, sometimes let the vision grow and have strong bones and have stamina to be able to stand on its own without anybody killing it. Tell with me to Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 1 to 19. I want you to write this down as daily prayer. A prayer that you must pray daily. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15 to 19. This was a prayer that Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus. And it's a very powerful prayer. It says, Wherefore I also, after I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that's vision right there, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his power. Let this be your daily prayer. When you wake up every day, ask God, God, if you can just read this daily in the area of vision, God will continue to expose you more and more. He will continue to shine more light upon the vision more and more. Amen. Amen. Quickly, last verse and last two scriptures and we'll close. Let's go back to our foundational text which is Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18. It says, where there is no vision, the people do what? Perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. It says, where there is no vision, people perish. So I want to show you something very important. I want to show you the consequences of lack of vision. 
What happens to people who have no vision? Are you, are you ready? Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 2 Kings chapter 6 from verse 14 to 17. 2 Kings chapter 6 from verse 14 to 17. I read. Now, I don't want to go about, go through the, found, the background of this scripture because it's pretty straightforward. But this is very important. This is what happens to those who have no vision. They perish. Second Kings chapter 6 from verse 14, I read. It says, therefore sent he, he the horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots, and his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, the master answered, talking about Elisha, and Elisha answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now, how did Elisha know that those who are with us are more than those who are against us? Vision. That means Elisha was able to see something that Gehazi could not see. Gehazi only saw the enemy that had compassed about them. So look at verse 17. The Bible says that, And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened his eyes, the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. So can you see what happens when you have no vision? Elisha had a vision, Gehazi had no vision. So because Gehazi had no vision, all Gehazi saw was the enemy. People who have no vision, all they see is problem. People who have no vision, write this down, all they see is what? Problem. But people who have vision, they see solutions. They see answers. Elisha said, the Bible says that, and Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. Now, open his eyes here is not talking about physical eyes. Because he saw the horses of the enemies. It's not physical eyes. It's spiritual eyes. He said, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And when he saw, he beheld that the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. This is the difference between those who have a vision and those who don't have a vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish. People who don't have vision are always crying, we will die. People who have no vision, they'll say, ah, there is no water, yet there is water by you. People who have no vision, they'll say, there is no money, yet there's so much wealth around you. 
people who have no vision say, hey, Brexit. Hey, hey, I don't know what is going to happen after Brexit. No, you know what is going to happen because you have vision. You see beyond that. Are you following what I'm saying? I pray for you that God will open your eyes to see opportunities around you. May God open your eyes to see everything that is hidden spiritually. May God open your eyes even at your workplace to see opportunities others cannot see. May God open your eyes to see courses, to see promotions. In the name of Jesus, may God open your eyes to see strategies, how to take over that company, how to take over that organization. In the name of Jesus. That's my prayer for you today. Go from this place, knowing that God has opened your eyes just like he opened the eyes of Gehazi in Jesus' name. And you will not perish for lack of vision in Jesus' mighty name. Did you receive it today? Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus a better praise. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. Just put your hand on your eyes just for one minute and pray. Say, Lord, open my eyes. Lord, open my eyes. Give me vision. Supernatural vision. Great dimension of vision. Pray, 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 pray. Just for two minutes. Just for two minutes, ask God to open your eyes to see. Spiritually, you will not be blind. You will see, you will see, you will see, you will see, you will see. You will not be blind. You will not be blind. You will not be blind in the name of Jesus. You will not be blind in the name of Jesus. Father, open our eyes to see opportunities, to see breakthroughs, to see favor. Favor on every side in the name of Jesus. Make us great. Open the eyes of our understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus. 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 Ask God to open your mind, eyes. Your mind, your eyes. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. It is your season to flourish. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. Open the eyes of our understanding. May we see you. May we see you. May we experience you. From glory to glory. From glory to glory. From glory to glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, From glory to glory, in the mighty name of Jesus. From glory to glory, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, open our eyes, oh God, to see, to see, to see, to see, oh God, to see, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. Open nations unto us. 
in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, as your sons and daughters place their hands on their eyes as a point of contact, I pray, just as you open the eyes of Hagar to see water, open their eyes. Just as you open the eyes of Abraham to see the ram caught in a thicket, open their eyes. Just as you open the eyes of Isaac to see prosperity in the midst of famine, open their eyes. In the name of Jesus. Just as you open the eyes of Gehazi to see the host, the chariots of God's army surrounding Elisha, protecting him. Father, open their eyes. We thank you. From today, their testimonies will be once I was blind, but now I see. Their testimonies will be I see this opportunity. I see this breakthrough. I see this blessing. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We call it done. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And amen. Come on, let's give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.